I mean, honestly, worst comes to worst. Having a secret older sibling <laughs> podcast right now. All your stickler <laughs> just, makes me want to have three kids so bad. What did you say? All your stick with like leaving Becky out and Becky like being mad. It just makes me want to have three kids so bad. <laughs> don't leave her out too. I said to Jose, I was like, if we don't have three kids, like how will two leave one of them out? I don't understand. But I don't leave her out. She just know, has like this like it's, it's like this awesome like fantasy thing that she thinks that like there's a conspiracy against her. So happy. Welcome to a two-thirds the quality episode of Friday Night Movie than what you usually expect. Because today, Lily and I are starting this episode off solo. Not solo, duo? How do you say that? Mm, dynamic duo? I don't know. Well, we are the original two. We were the, we were the ones who were born first, so this episode is going to give you a sense <laughs> of what it was like for the five years, four and a half, five years before Becky arrived. And and with that, I want to talk about Becky's birth for a moment and how I, I don't remember Lily being born, but I do remember Becky being born. And I remember when she came home, she was in this little red, little velvet sleeper thing. And she was in a little bassinet next to mom and dad's bed. And they had the most amazing food gift basket. And in that gift basket was was the first time I had ever tasted and seen a wheel of cheese. And to this day, I have never tasted cheese as good as that cheese from that wheel. And it had like a shiny blue aluminum packaging with almost like a red circle in the middle and I have looked for this mystery wheel of fancy cheese that was in you the You would. You would spend life. a lifetime trying to recreate that moment. So I remember Becky being smoochy and small and cute and mom holding her and I remember the wheel of cheese and then it's kind of a blur. But we were roommates in those days. People don't we often were. know that you and I were roommates for a number of years. For, what, like two years? Um, yeah, at least. We would have been... Becky was born in 1984, and we moved in 1986. So you yeah. and I were roommates for yeah. two years. What was it like? This is We're just going right into this in this episode, Lily. Well, what it was, was it like well, being, being my roommate? Your, your roommate. Somehow being the braver sibling and sleeping on the top bunk, top bunk, because you were too scared to sleep on the bottom. I did sleep on the top. So at two years old, I had to sleep on the top bunk, and you at five years old slept on the bottom. Yet somehow, with like your Jedi mind tricks, I was made to feel like it was the least brave. I'm sure I was made to feel that sleeping on the bottom was way braver. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, com- you always had the upper hand. That's no, what I always feel like. No, because I remember you as when we were little, as you were always the sort of more rambunctious, brave of the kids. You were always jumping off of things and doing gymnastics I and guess. riding courses and things like that, which is kind of funny. But that's why I remember you sleeping on the top of specifically because I, <laughs> I was afraid as a kid. 
And one of my greatest memories, not greatest, not a good memory, really, but of us sharing a room is you got sick once and you barfed. I threw up in your toys. You barfed into yeah. my toys and they smelled all the way through to like years into living in Montreal. I'm I couldn't so go near one of my G.I. Joe vehicles because of that. Yeah, I remember that day perfectly well. Um, but no, being your younger sibling um, is an, it was an adventure. Becky and I together at least we we banded together to try so hard to play with you (laughs) and you were just like no not happening and now all i want to do is call you guys on the phone and podcast i know but like all like an activity for us playing with you was watching you play nintendo like that you were like that is true for all the king in a a court and you were like (laughs) you can sit there and admire my nintendo skills and then you were like, Jester, bring me nachos. And we were like, just wait on you hand and foot. And then we were like, now can we play with you? And you were like, well, I'm done playing, so you can play. And then neither one of us wanted to play because you weren't playing anymore. It's really pathetic kind of behavior. It's so funny because if I see that in my own kids, I would never tolerate that. I'd be like, what kind right. of a sociopath are you? but clearly it turned out okay we're still very close so one of the other reasons why we are very close is that our mom and dad always told us when we were little you two will always have each other in fact we would get a dispensation if we did something bad but we were sticking up for each other right i was just you know what? i was just telling somebody how i don't know who i was just telling this to but that we that like there'd be the three of us right and if someone was getting in trouble and like you we would defend you or you would defend us probably more likely um many times i defended you and mom would turn around and be like what are you a lawyer now what do you have a lawyer like you know like what do you like you get out like you have nothing to do with this lily like i guess getting in trouble and then she turned around and be like but always stick up for each other okay you guys always come first it was between us and you guys you pick you guys and at the same time, she'd be like, now get away from here. You have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Your brother's in trouble. Good mixed messages. So they have now arrived in Tenerife. Yes, and I they have landed. love when they arrive. The best, my best moment so far was when I called you this morning. And you're like, I have to go and pick mom at the airport. And I jestfully said, why did they arrive like an hour ago? And you were like, they arrived 20 minutes ago. <laughs> they, their flight arrived 20 minutes early. Like, is that a thing? And your flights arrive early, 20 minutes. And it's only like, it takes, it's Tenerife but Airport I mean, is about the size of your backyard. So but I mean, two seconds no until you get your is, bag. No one I know is more interested in whether or not they're being picked up by a family member at the airport or train than you. And I have never once visited you when or you heard of someone visiting. When you visited your girls, I was waiting with bated breath as okay. you walked out the door. I had minors. That's true. I had mine. You had minor. Every other no, time. No, but I made it on time with mom and dad. They walked out with their luggage, and there I was in the nick of time. So, what are they like? What's happening? They are very tired, and um, mom's like had several glasses of wine at this point, and she's accompanying Costa while he has dinner at eleven o'clock at night, um, which is the time here. So they're just like and, out on the town right now. Yeah, mom's like mom's like. She went right through her like jet lag zombie mode to now wine and partying, right? She's ready to go out. And dad is snug, like tucked up, snuggled in bed. He went to bed when my son went to sleep. <laughs> like when Arthur went to bed, dad went to bed. He's so tired. But they're great. They had a really easy trip. They said it was great. They're really happy to be here. Um, it's carnival, which 
is nuts. And I feel so, like you need to do some Friday night movie reporting from Carnival. Well, I haven't. Um, I got out of town for a few days, so I have not been in the throes of it. But I did take a video that I'll, I'll have to put on um, Instagram of just how loud it is from my apartment. But like I, I feel here. I feel like you need to be you need to have like mom be the official Friday night movie correspondent from correspondent, Carnival and absolutely. have her do some Instagram live okay. and some. That is going to be all day Saturday. That is all day Saturday. Like, so I want mom to interview now, people at Carnival. If you're hearing this now, then like you're hearing this on Friday, we'll get excited that tomorrow, Saturday, Look you at, will be experiencing At this. Friday Night Movie on Instagram, Lily and her mom take Carnival in the Carnival. And so Ari wanted to dress up as Spider-Man. So we're all, we're all going out to the day carnival, which is basically it's 24 hours a day for 10 days. And there's a point on Saturday where it's a day carnival, which is really more families that go out. So, and we asked Ari, like, what do you want to be? And he said, Spider-Man. And I was like, okay, let's see if he actually puts on his costume. So we decided to all go as superheroes. But it, it, maybe you can help me out with this. So Ari Spider-Man, because he asked to be Spider-Man. I put the costume on, and he goes, Superman. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to correct him. I'm gonna, he's happy with the costume. It's fine. But then Dad is going as Superman. Jose is Batman. Mom is Wonder Woman. I cannot wait to put a video of that on social media. Wait, so you're mixing lots of... So you have exactly. three DC I, and one I'm Marvel. I'm Batgirl. And then Jose goes, so he turns to me, and he's like, aren't we the Justice League? And I was like, wait, are, what? I was like, A, how do you even know that? B, I think we all are the Justice League except Ari. He's Spider-Man. So, yes. Right. I will. So, first of all, well, the big three are Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, and Batman. And they are, in fact, in the Justice League. I don't really know. Like, once you have those two, I feel like everybody else can be in and out of the Justice League. The Flash would be. The Flash and Aquaman would be obvious ones that would be in. Superman and Batman are movies together, so that's fine if Superman's in there. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. But that. So those three are the Justice League, and Batgirl could be in the. You're Batgirl, not Batwoman. They're two different characters. Oh, shit. I'm the one that's married to Batman. In this uh, scenario, uh, I don't <laughs> think Jose is Batman. I don't think any of them are married to Batman. I even had Batman. a T-shirt made that says "I heart Batman." I don't, <laughs> so wait, so you're really, so you're like Bat groupie. You're not. I don't. Yes, bat, I'm, I'm. I'm Bat fangirl. Okay, because Bat 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 girl, I don't think has a romantic relationship with Batman. Wow. Batwoman definitely doesn't. So, um, what the hell? She, Whatever. Bat, Bat, I think Batwoman is mentored by Bruce Wayne, but she's not in a, She's way younger than him. Okay. Well, in this scenario, we are happily why, married. Why don't so you be I'll like just a, be a bat fan. Why don't you be like a female Robin? I could not get the costume. So <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work out. <laughs> I tried. But, You're now, also so, but I do think like... So here's the, what I'm concerned about is... like, And I know you don't have real laws where you live, but it, someone... A policeman would be, or a woman, uh, or a person, would be legitimately have like a basis for questioning you, possibly arresting you for kidnapping. Because if they see a family walking around dressed like superheroes and four of them are DC and there's one Spider Man, like I'd be like, that kid is not yours. Right. Go help me find. Captain America and Black Widow, because <laughs> they're they're gonna send Ari off with some other Spanish family that's dressed up like that's the a, Avengers. That's a really good it's point. It's a risk you are taking. I 
Look, I could have gotten him a, a little Spider-Man, you know, like a costume, which would have been so cute. But he kept saying Spider-Man. And then as soon as he wears it, he goes Superman. And I was like, damn it. So, look, as long as he wears it, that's what matters. I will be, I'll have mom be the live correspondent Saturday. It, it's going to be wild. Carnival is crazy. It's really, and as much as you can exaggerate it, it's 10 times more than that. And you know, I exaggerate a lot. Um, it's the second largest carnival in the world after Rio in Brazil. And it really earns its like title. It's quite amazing. It looks amazing. Well, all right. The, the, maybe you should have like a bracelet or an ID thing. Bring your passport to make sure people know that Ari's actually related to you. I, I did buy him a little ID bracelet, actually. <laughs> in case lost, you write your. Did you write your name on his foot or something like that? Pretty much. All right. So um, that was exciting news, but there's some sad news. Oh, yeah, this is really sad news. And I think everyone, not just the internet, but anyone. And here's the thing is, it's not like other actors or people in Hollywood or in film or entertainment haven't died. Right. For some reason, this is hitting everybody really hard. So Luke Perry passed away of of a stroke at a young age, 52. And let's just take a moment to appreciate Luke Perry. Lil, you were a bigger 90210 fan than me, but I watched the early Dylan years. I watched all the way through that season where they go to the beach club in Paris and the the season after that. And then I didn't watch it anymore. Dylan was always driving off to Baja or something with one of the kids. I mean, he's the epitome of cool. Right. Remember when everyone was talking about sideburns just because of him? Yeah. And and he was like 38 in, in high school. Or whatever. I mean, he's considered. I mean, like if that's you're one to talk with, like the situation at Riverdale with the. He looks like he could be in high school there with like the. Well, the we didn't know he wasn't going to age. He looks the same yes, now he as he did when he was a kid. His hair looks a bit different, but he looks the same. Um, but yeah, no, that like he was. The thing is that I could say, oh, he was my first crush. He's literally everybody's first crush. Like tons of actresses, uh, you know, are coming out and just saying, like, it's just across the board. I think he's a lot of guys' first crushes too, straight or gay. Like he's just like people wanted to. Everybody wanted to be him or be with him. He was like the epitome of like the, the cool bad boy. And what's nice to know is that apparently he was a super nice guy in person, like in real life, just a really really nice guy. And that's that's great. Um, but you asked a question of oh, yeah, who should question. have Dylan who's... end up with, and I don't like it's like hurtful to me that you even asked that question. Did you not know who he ended up with when you asked? No, I th- I, I thought he just does he end up with Brenda? Because that's the no, way he ends up with Kelly. No, not at the end of the show. Of course he does. He ends I up thought, with Kelly. At the end of I the thought show. Kelly goes to marry Brandon or something like that. She does. She leaves him at the altar. What? See? Yeah, and she ends up with. Dylan, and then in the new reboot of the show that was terrible, they uh, allude to them like having a kid, or they have. But a kid. he's gone. Is he like mysterious at that point? I guess I don't know. I never watched the reboot. Oh, she Kelly ends up with Dylan, huh? Yeah, which makes me super happy. So I don't know if there's people that like hate on that, but don't talk to me because I, I love thought Kelly that he Dylan. and Brenda deserved to be together. No, they were not together for a long time. He was with Tony, but then she died. Like, her dad was a mobster. There's, like, a whole thing. He was, like, going to marry somebody else or married somebody else, and she dies. And then he Andy ends up with Kelly, which I'm happy about. Wow. All right. Well, spoiler alert, that people. I watched, <laughs> spoiler, I watched an interview, like, an older interview with Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth about all their boyfriends on the show. Like, the all the seasons of the show, they had to put in order chronologically, like, of all their boyfriends. And at the end, Kelly puts... Uh, 
Brandon at the end. And the court, like the whatever interviewer is like, but you married Dylan at the end. And she's like, no, I didn't. I married Brandon exactly like you right now. <laughs> and Tori Spelling is like, seriously? No. In the end, you end up with Dylan. She's like, I do? <laughs> really funny. That's really funny. So, so let's talk about some non-Dylan roles of Luke Perry. I mean, obviously your favorite is Fred Andrews. You and Becky are obsessed with Fred Andrews. I'll leave that section of this talk for you and Becky to get into because <laughs> you have this very intense obsession with that show. Um, Which is Riverdale, if people are... Yeah. I mean, mine is obviously Pike from Buffy. Oh, that's what his name was? Pike? Pike, yeah. He was so cool in Buffy with his little soul patch that he shaves off at the end just so he can go to the dance even though he's like 25. (laughs) Right. I thought it was such a great role. They're both like 30 in that movie. I thought it was great because um, he is cool but not popular and he was just so popular and i know and just like the epitome of cool that i remember being a kid and i remember it being in the den at our house and watching that at night but he was so scared of that movie of paul rubens and that movie um as the bad guy and i remember being in the den at night like winter watching that for the first time and being like wait dylan could not be cool (laughs) he's cool but he's not popular what is this form of person like in high school trying to like figure it out? And I loved him. I love Donald the- Sutherland is in that movie. Can I just say? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> Rutger and Rutger Hauer. Also. This is a great cast. I love that movie because I, first of all, you know me, I love an absurd title, like something vampire slayer or zombies and Shaun of the dead kind of zombie land kind of name. I like those funny names, but, that movie was so fun because it was a horror comedy, and I love horror comedy, but I didn't really realize then that it was like horror comedy. First, yeah, I, that to me was like one of the first like, scary movies I saw, which is silly. And, and then it really opened the door for a show that I have not watched more than like halfway through the first season of, but is one of the most beloved classic shows of all time uh, in Sarah I've never Buffy seen it. So apparently the first season you really have to muscle through and then it gets much better because the first season it really looks like they're just wearing like theater masks every time the the vampires turn yeah i feel like they came out a bit like right after i was like a bit too old i think to watch it like i was numb there's some shows i feel like you just can't turn back for like if you haven't seen the gilmore girls i'm not sure i can recommend that to you i started it and it didn't grab me right away but i because i I think you're not like a young you know Teenage girl, maybe. Maybe that's why. Listen here. If there's one of the three of us that is a young teenage young girl. Young teenage girl, it is, is you. This is 100% correct. Yes, right. you are 100% right. Um, Let, so, so, sorry, yes, you're the host of the podcast. I love this. There's so, two of us, and you're... No, let's, let's let, dual host. Let's dual host. Where do you want to go? I mean, I want to go to so many places right now, but let's get a little bit into Deadly Class, because you and I, Becky's not watching that, so that's something that we could talk about. Do you like it? I, Mike McNutt, was this I, a good I, recommendation? I do I do like it. I wish Allie liked it more, but it's more of it's more of an investment for Allie because of how violent it is. It's pretty violent. It's it's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty violent Which is show. The only selling point for Jose. But the show. So I I can't get Allie to watch it every night. It's sort of like if our other shows are are, are spent for the week, then she'll watch a deadly class with me and then that is enough and then that is enough for her to take. Um but she didn't know it was a comic book show going into it, and and I don't think that's even relevant because it's a really well done show that has does a great job 
throwing in elements of comic book without it actually being it's uh, an animated parts which yeah, are cool which are really cool i loved henry rollins and i'm sure that character he'll be back yeah i'm yeah. sure that character will come back i love that they had ice t they did ice t's voice appeared in an episode later I, i'm i'm it's supposed to be the 80s i'm, I'm really a, leaning into yeah leaning they, into they do the 80s a little bit awkward it doesn't really look like the you 80s you don't buy it yeah it, uh, how about this there's lots of the sh- the comic was clearly set in the 80s i'm not sure how relevant that is to the story right you well, watch the, that they don't have cell phones Right, and they exactly. use Walkman. I mean, right, but they're like every, we get it. People had Walkman in the eighties. But you know, every, like they just <laughs> every once in a while they just throw a tape in a Walkman, and you're like, oh, I guess it's the eighties. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not really relevant to the show, and the way they behave and the way they speak, it seems like it's more today than eighties. I don't think that show is a show like the Goldbergs, where the Goldbergs is set in the eighties, and the eighties is part of what makes not what makes the show good, but it's part oh, of. Oh, but the it's, a, it's 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 yeah. It just it's like when they say the costumes were like characters in the movie or whatever. It's like the, my most pet peeve thing that people say about movies. But in the Goldbergs, it really is the costume, everything, and it is part of the it, '80s theme. And, this is just sort of like, again, every once in a while, a Walkman, and people do cocaine. Yeah, exactly. And, and in the Goldbergs, <laughs> it's 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 curated much more than by, cocaine. It's curated by the '80s. But curated by Adam, and it's about his life. Right. So it's not just that it's about the 80s, it's about his life. So this, the 80s part isn't, but the whole notion of the school for assassins, uh, the acting I it's think cool. is really solid. Yeah. I think there's some really good suspense. I thought that there's an episode where one of the characters' cousins who are assassins attack the school and just... That's the best episode so far. That episode was phenomenal because it was like a horror movie in the sense like a stalker horror movie where these like killers kids are all invade the school and it was it was a... Well I said to Jose I was like it's like the breakfast club but like they try to murder them. Like they are stuck in a room not for a day but they're stuck in a room for a whole weekend. That was a great episode and if anybody who's listening is into A, comic books, teenage stories and um kill billish kind of violence yeah which is, does not doesn't take it as far as kill bill but that kind of you know samurai splurting then this is the show for you appreciate that mike i appreciate that mike recommended it without having seen it the whole because it's coming out week by week um i would not necessarily have the balls to recommend and the and the the actor whose name escapes me right now maybe you can look it up while we're talking who is going to be at all-star comic-con is really good on this show oh yeah he's great every episode i go to host i'm gonna meet that guy yeah are we gonna yeah i think so I i mean he's really really good on this show and his character is really interesting to me because in this group of assassins, he is a pacifist. But Luke he's, Tenney. Luke, Luke Tenney? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he plays an assassin, a kid in this group of assassins who is a pacifist, but it's his dark secret that he won't hurt anyone. And he has to right. live in and, this world. And, and I have to say that, like, the, the, the actress Lana Condor, who's in To All the Boys I've Ever Loved on Netflix, is like silly teen rom com. She plays a super badass. She plays Saya yeah. on the show. And she plays a super badass, and that's fun. And everybody else pretty much are different, like, new actors that we haven't seen, and they're all good. So it's sort of like, huh, that's not bad to watch a bunch of young kids act who are yeah. great. Um, except Liam James is from The Way Way Back. He plays the nerdy kid in that movie. I love oh, that movie. Oh, cool. The Water Park, the uh, with the Mohawk. 
Oh, Where yeah. the fuck is the guy from the way way back? The kid. I, I do have a lot of what are the rules kind of moments in this oh. show because I think this is an assassin's high school. Like uh, most of the show makes no sense. But they're not allowed is, to kill each other, but they're always trying to kill each other is odd. But like all the administration is also trying to kill them. Like I can't figure <laughs> it out in this like secret society of killers. But it works enough for me. Do you know, like, some shows you're just yeah. like, oh, it's, I, it works enough for me. Yeah. For, like, one episode a week, I'm good. I'm down with watching it. Totally, totally, totally. It, there, it seems like there's a lot of ensemble movies that are shows out right now. Titans. Well, there's the um, Umbrella Academy that Becky so has seen. So you have this, Titans, Umbrella Academy, and then Doom right. Patrol, where they, they're, which is on DC like Universe. I'm that up right now. No, no, it's Doom Patrol. No, Lily, it has Brendan Fraser. Oh, sold. We've got, we've now, granted, he this. mostly voices a robot man, but his okay. voice is in I'm it. ready for the Brendan Assange. The Fraser Assange. <laughs> the Brendan Assange. <laughs> well, he's terrific. Fraser they, Renaissance. They recast that. So that character appeared in an episode of Titans, and then for the main show, they recast a couple of the characters because they weren't physical actors playing them, and they used Brendan Fraser, and his combination of comedy and ability to be actually a little bit foul is really really works well and so so doom patrol is another one but no well, one has no one has from this recommendation is we should just see more brennan frazier yeah exactly all right so i saw a movie i saw two movies last weekend one on the plane i saw the old man and the gun did you see that movie or did becky see that movie i'm the one that saw it that Rock- was just like a, a really great ad for robert redford <laughs> that's and exactly like right. his career it's not a real like, movie it's just it's not a real movie Movie, but it's it's just it's lovely to see if you're a fan of the Redford. Like right. it's an hour and thirty minutes. And it's his last movie, and, and he's eighty five hundred. Like he's so old. I was just so do. happy to watch him. I love him. I'm a huge fan of his. It's so just, just him playing a dapper bank robber. And I mean, like, what else do you need on like a, like a relaxing Sunday afternoon? But a dapper that, bank robber. That, that's it. I put it on in the plane, and I drew while I listened to Robert Redford be Robert Redford. But nothing exactly. happens really in that movie. No, and Casey Affleck, like, they should take away his Oscar for his performance in that movie. Well, he just kind of... He's so bad. He just phoned it in. Yeah. He's, I'm like, could you be less excited to be in a movie with Robert Redford? Well, also, he got he got only one scene with Robert Redford. I'm sure he... He yeah, got he he signed he on to do this movie to be with Robert Redford, and then he got like one scene where he runs into him in the bathroom. And that's right, it. and that's it. Um, what else? What else you saw? Okay, Brothers. and then I saw this movie called The Brothers Grimsby. The Brothers Grimsby I saw with Howie, which was so much fun. The Brothers Grimsby is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. It is along the lines of the Golden Circle. Uh, what's it called? Uh, King Kingsman. Kingsman. Oh. And all that. Where did it's, you find this movie? It, Howie and I were just looking through Netflix together, and it was like I'm having a real dangerous game. Yeah, it's an action comedy starring Sasha, written and starring Sasha Baron Cohen and, and Mark, Mark Strong and, and Rebel Wilson. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, this and, looks like this movie would be excellent. So there are elements of this movie that are really funny, and I actually think you could never watch this with Dad, but you probably should try watching it with Mom. Because it has some of the grossest things I've ever seen in a movie, but other times of the movie, it's like a a really co- like a comedy violent James Bond type of okay. story. 
So I wouldn't say it was a great movie, and it's super offensive, um, but there were moments where I was laughing really, really, really hard because we were in a really silly mood. So all I'm saying is Brothers Grimsby, if you like a beyond stupid action comedy, like severely dumber than Super Troopers, severely dumber than Super Troopers. Wow. That's saying a lot. But I, I kind of want you to watch it with mom. Just because there's a couple of scenes where I need to know how mom reacted to this. I can make, I could possibly she's gonna be here for three weeks. Okay. I can make this happen. See see if you can make it happen. Like I would be willing to buy the movie, not because it's a buy. It's a meh. It's a hearty, <laughs> chuckly meh that could be upgraded by seeing mom's reaction to a couple of things. Isla Fisher's in it, Penelope Cruz. What is this cast? Is this a fake movie? No, it's a British movie. And I read that they said that that, that, that the issue that I read I read about it because I was like, wow, this movie is better than it probably did. And one of the articles read that they said they couldn't figure out how to market a British action comedy. <laughs> like that was their that was the answer. Mm-hmm. And, but it's um, it's also it also just it misses the mark like a lot of times. Wait. So, so so we saw that. Uh, and then let's talk about Versace. I were watching the assassination of Gianni Versace. Wow, I cannot believe like your palette is so diverse, friend, that I just feel like it is not fair to my younger self. And I've said this multiple times on a podcast <laughs> on our podcast. It's just not fair. How many times as a kid I tried to get you to listen to something different or watch something different that wasn't like, God, what did you even watch when we were kids? What Star Trek? What did you watch? What do you mean, what did I watch? I can't, it sounds like Full House. I can't think of anything that you watched in our household when we were kids. TV shows? Yeah. Night what Court. What did you watch? Night Court. Oh, right. Nonstop. Court. Two episodes of Night Court a day, every weekday, for right. years. Night Court, news radio. Yeah. Yeah, which Reruns doesn't lead me to believe you're watching Riverdale and the assassination of Gianni Versace. So, we well, we loved the OJ version. Uh, right? This is the same... True crime series that the the, right. the OJ version. Allie, Allie popped it on and she watched it. She started it, and after the first two episodes, I was like, Allie gets an I told you show. But then they have now been like three straight, really really creepy and borderline boring episodes that basically only follow the serial killer around, which was fun Before for. I stopped watching it. For, for, <laughs> I finished it. Oh really? Lons didn't finish yeah. it either. She yeah, got a few. Up- but I know what happens in the story. It's so, fine. so Sad. I, so I kind of, so I, the first two episodes were terrific. But the, the first two episodes were like enough for me. I was like, yeah, this is great, and then I just kind of stopped. So yeah, we got to the fifth episode, and it was a slog, and I just, I just wasn't. Well, it's like really depressing and gross and sad. The ending, like how it culminates to the end. Yeah. So, but the, spoiler the, alert: the dude, Sachi dies. Well, they show you that in the first scene right. of the show. The, the the actor who plays, uh, what's his name? Uh, who? Jaron Chris. Yeah, that's it. I think he He's does fantastic. a really great job yeah. as like a Hannibal Lecter psychopath, and so that yeah. that performance is worth it. But like th- three hour long episodes in a row of of him murdering people in the in an awful awful way is really not fun, and so I stopped. So we we stopped. Maybe we'll come back to it. We've also been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Have you been seeing? Have you been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine this season? Like the Goldbergs, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm on the previous season, and I watch them on very like I treat them like precious gemstones. 
and I watch them. I dose them well, out very carefully. And every once of... in a while, I'll watch like three or four in a row. When I broke my nose and I was stuck in bed, I watched like four in a row. Well, this season is on fire and amazing. I'm and so happy for them because they switch networks. So good for them. They're they're where they're supposed to be. And even though, even though Gina has left the show, which I think was fine because she hadn't really been on the show full time anymore anyway. They a gave her a beautiful send off episode. Her send off episode is amazing. Oh. Uh, but also, there's a little bit more room for some of the other characters. Like they're giving a lot more room for Rosa, for example, and. And they oh, cool. and 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 like Rosa, Jake, and Amy. There's just a lot more of those characters now, and and I'm okay with that. Like Gina was fun, but I don't think the show needs Gina to continue. So so Brooklyn Nine Nine is as good, if not better, than ever. Uh, people should watch that. And then we're watching The Rookie, starring Nathan Fillion on ABC. Uh, That's you and like, Becky also like huge Nathan Fillion fans. But like for me, I didn't really watch any. I never saw Castle. And I've seen most of Firefly, and I've seen the movie associated with it, and I've seen him in lots of other places. But this is the first time I'm getting in at ground floor fill-in. And I, he is a national treasure for... Can- he's Canadian, so I guess he's a national Canadian treasure. He's like a loony. Um, he's just... It's, it, the show is not... Loony's a $1 coin for non-Canadian. That's true. The show is not in anything special, except for the fact that I just love watching him be a fish out of water. L.A. cop. Yes, you love a good Rachel Bilson impersonator. Uh, and so those are those are that's what I've been watching lately. What what have you been watching? Um, we started. Um, do you ever? I guess you don't really have this, but I have to have like categorized shows that I'll watch. On, I'm willing to watch on the iPad and not on the TV because there are certain networks when you use a VPN, which I have to to hide where I am so I can watch U.S. television <laughs> on streaming services. They know if you connect your device to the TV to watch it on a big screen. I don't know how they know they have like spies in my house or in the iPad, but they're like, we know you're connecting this to a larger device right now. You cannot watch this. So I just have to like suck it up and watch it on the iPad shows. I'm willing to do that for billions. I love that show. So I will watch that. Um, Shameless, which is a whole other topic. Has has billions Billions is back on March 19th. I think because I canceled showtime, but I, I'll, I'll maybe I'll get like a little free preview so I can watch, watch the Billion that. season because that's the yeah. that show I really like cool. and I really want to see Black Monday because I love Don Cheadle but I, I just wasn't we we're paying for so many different show show services no, at this we point have to that cut I, it off at some point. Um, anyways, so and Hulu I would say Hulu is really a winner for me right now. I really I can't watch love that Hulu. With a VPN, so Hulu can go f itself. They don't allow people outside the U.S. to partake. So well, xenophobic Hulu. It is. It's super annoying. Um, anyways, so I, yeah, so I have certain shows I'm willing to, like, sit around on an iPad and watch, but because I was away for a few days, I, like, had one lined up. I'm like, ooh, perfect. I can watch this on an iPad in, like, a hotel room or whatever. And we started Escape at Danamora, which is Ben Stiller's directing debut, I want to say. No, he's directed a lot. He's directed lots of things. Or TV, maybe? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what else. No, didn't he direct Reality Bites? <laughs> what did I say? Did he direct Reality Bites? No, he did plays he? a director in that movie. Oh. Maybe he directed it too. No, but he he's like he directed he Zoolander. Director. He directed Zoolander. Ben Stiller's directed a lot of things. This is not the. This might be the first Netflix I mean, thing he, that he. No, directs. no, it's the Showtime. Oh, Showtime. maybe it's the first TV thing he's directed. Okay, he's directed nineteen things. <laughs> so, but it seems like all of them. Forget it. He did a TV series. Before. <laughs> 
so Ben Stiller, who's maybe he's acted in a few things. He's a new actor. New actor, not sure if you've ever heard of him. <laughs> I know nothing of what I speak of. Um, he had not directed in a long time since 2016, and he directed <laughs> this um, mini series, like a Versace, if you will. It's like a one-off. Um, oh, yeah, people love it. I actually, I like people, the whole notion I'm, of you know, limited I'm, series. I'm getting into it. We watched Dirty John. Shari, you should watch that if you're into, like, salacious. I don't know what you're into. I can't be. I don't know what are the rules with Shai. No, but, but um, I love Connie the context Britton. of who I watch it with, right? There are certain things that are great to watch with Allie. Salacious, I definitely often watch with Allie, Allie except Allie Riverdale is love, too much for her. I think Allie will like uh, Dirty John because it's a true story. It's fascinating. It's definitely intriguing. It's not violent. Um, like up until maybe towards the end, but you know what I mean? It's not like gross or anything. It's just very crazy psychological. It's a true story. And Connie Britton and Eric Bana, who I read had his Bana sense with this show, um, a term, I guess I'll now be using for everybody. Um, the Bana sauce and the Brendan sauce. I think we found our episode name. <laughs> um, but Dirty John, again, is eight episodes. It's a one-off miniseries, true story. And we enjoyed watching that. Um, so Escape at Danamora is also, again, I think it's seven episodes on Showtime. One-off thing that Ben Stiller, first-time director, directed. And he did a great job. It's um, about Benicio Del Toro, who, again, like, what a joy to watch. Like, Plus, and I were like, that. But does he a talk slow, in the movie? Benicio, he talks a lot. I have to say, he's not doing one. He does a lot of silent staring, but he also talks a lot, more than you'd think. Him and Paul Dano and Patricia Arquette, who Ooh, is Paul phenomenal. Dan, Paul Dano. Yeah. Or Dano, Dano, whatever. Dano, I think it's Paul Dano. And Patricia Arquette is excellent. Um, David Morris, who I love. He's also oh, very yeah. good. Wow. He actually rolls his eyes, too. Um, so this is Dana Mora or Dirty John? Dana Mora. I'm very confused. Which one is Dirty, Dirty John? Dirty John is Connie Britton and Eric Bana. Oh, so and Connie Britton and Eric, Eric Bana and Connie Britton. Allie's watching that anyway. So, okay. okay. We'll watch Dirty John. That's, yeah, Dirty John. Watch it. It's intense. It got, I was so, like, after... Don't read anything about it if I you're won't read anything it. about it. All I needed to tell Allie I is I bought a Tammy documentary Taylor. on iTunes because I was just so... And I made also watch an endless amount of clips of Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights after due. I went down like a very strange part, like criminal part, Connie Britton rabbit hole. Escape of Danamora is um, a story about two inmates, lifers in prison, who with the manipulation and, I guess, accidental help of someone that works at the prison, Patricia Arquette, escape. And it's a true story about these guys that escaped from a New York prison. And I won't tell you. Like, I mean, right? Don't tell me I anything else. I know how that ends, but well, yeah, escape from Danamore cool. or Dirty John? Which one would for you, you and Allie, Dirty John for okay. sure. Danamore is a cool thing if you're just like looking for an interesting story to watch. It's good. Cool. Yeah. Um, and Russian Doll, but I'll wait for Becky to talk about that. That I talked about that last time. Oh, I really that want to watch that. Phenomenal. I yeah. loved it. I I want to watch it again. Oh, good. Um, I will definitely watch that. I'm a huge fan of Natasha Leon. I love her. She's awesome. She yeah. was especially good, and I've said this many times in Show Dogs with Will Arnett. <laughs> All right, so who do you have shout-outs for? I have a shout-out um, to – I want to shout-out to Jamila Jamil. The, I mean, I don't think she's listening to this, but <laughs> she's famous. I love shouting out the famous people. Um, she told a story – on. she was on Jonathan Van Ness's podcast – 
and she full on told a true story of her shitting her pants at, in the middle of the street in LA when she moved there and how she had to take off her clothes and walk naked back into her hotel because she just diarrheaed herself in the middle of the street. I want, that's my aspiration in life, not shitting my pants, but having the confidence and the poise to tell a shitting my pants story on a podcast listened to by millions. Like, I don't think there's someone more admirable. That's Plus, she's fair. doing amazing stuff for women's, like, body image and anti-photoshopping and really boosting women up on social media. And it's awesome. You should follow her. She's very cool. She is super cool. So I my shout-outs go to, first, to Rachel Levitin. She is an amazing musician that I encountered uh, the other day when we went to go see So Fetch live in concert, Kathy D's band. But Allie and I hung out with Rachel on, on the margins. We were introduced to her by Kathy. And I've been listening to her music. You'll notice in your Spotify account, I loaded up like a whole playlist of her stuff for I the saw. plane. She's just got energy and, and, and passion. And she rocks. Like, she rocks hard, which is really, really cool. And I've seen some acoustic um, she she hosts a bunch of open mic nights, and I've seen a bunch of acoustic performances of hers on her Instagram. And she also just has a great strumming style. That you know, I'm a drummer, so I'm like anyone who's strumming, I want to tap along to. I feel like that's awesome. Is awesome. So I recommend people check check out Rachel Levitin to listen to. And then when I was at the music store the other day, this is a music themed one. I I met a really cool guy who worked there named Tyrone, and he is on social media as 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 common interest is the name of his creative endeavor and he does a lot of music and art and he and i hit it off and we're talking about lots of cool stuff and maybe one day we'll we'll collaborate with him he he does a really cool it's not really a podcast but it's it's like a show where he goes around and makes a mix and then interviews the artists so he can't put it on a regular podcast network because of the right stuff but it's up on soundcloud and so i want to check that out Oh, and cool. and where can people follow you? People can follow me at Lily. No, that's not true. At Chichi K Gomez on Twitter and on Friday Night Movie on Instagram and Friday Night Movie podcast on Twitter. Are you looking at me like there's more? No, that's at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and email? Instagram. No, <laughs> I'll just give people my personal email. Fine. The point is that. I had a quick early thing just to tell you, like really two seconds, two seconds. It is really funny thing. I feel like you're so much more tolerable with me than maybe other people. On the <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> if this was a Friends more, episode, it would be the one where Lily talks a lot. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Okay, wait, hold on. So I, I'm sorry, my nose is still very broken and I went to the gym to work out and I was doing stuff with a trainer, and we're at the at my my own the gym my husband owns. And he wanted to like have somebody throw a medicine ball at me, and like I throw the medicine ball back. And I literally had to go. I'm not supposed to be doing activities where balls fly at my nose. <laughs> like, <are you> <laughs> the surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. And I was waiting for some, no one. Was, there was no one there to go. Well, there goes your social life. Like, <laughs> from Lewis, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those movie moments, you're like, nobody, nobody. Oh, it was such a joy. That's amazing. But to say it, 
that, that's anyway. amazing. Well, um, that's great. Okay, you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. FridayNightMoviePod.com for all of the Friday Night Movie stuff. We will be at the All-Star Comic-Con, and it's less than 100 days to All-Star Comic-Con. Kevin and Mike are announcing all sorts of amazing stuff. It's going to be a really incredible experience. Plus, there's going to be a slime area for kids to play with, which I think the kids are going to have a ball with, so it's really family-friendly. It's going to be fantastic. Um, The music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and we shall dance. And uh, I'll see you soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Have fun with Mom and Dad. Thanks. Bye. also like nothing like when you open a graham cracker out of the package because it's so crunchy and from that minute on they're just going to get a bit humid oh yeah oh i love when they're humid it's like i really like pretzels when they've sat for like a couple of months (laughs) and they're like (laughs) and they're chewy like it's like mini soft pretzels